0: Bibles, would you turn with me if you would stand please, but turn into the book of Ecclesiastes. We're going to do some reading today in a couple of passages, but please stand with me. I'm going to pray, and for the first portion, I'm going to have you remain standing while I read the passage from Ecclesiastes as well as in Numbers. Today, God, we thank you for those that are here, for the women that sang, for Sister Barbara Douglas uh, becoming a singing star. We thank you for people using their gifts. We thank you for the body of Christ and those who, Lord, just work in various areas of the church. We could never do it without the help of people, and we thank you for gifting people. We honor you today for the word of God. We thank you for the pastors and ministers we have here. We thank you for the people that's willing to serve. And we pray that we will always remember that what we do should be for your honor and for your glory. So today give us ears to hear hear what the Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll be reading in the Bible. Please remain standing if you're able to. If you have a difficult time standing, you may be seated. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 16 through 20. And then I'm going to turn over to Numbers chapter 22 read the first seven verses and then I will have you sit as I read Deuteronomy 3 verses there. But this is what it how it reads in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verses 16 through 20 out of the ESV the English Standard Version. It says, Woe to you, O land, when you're king. I'm going to pause because I still hear pages turning. So Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verses 16 through amen woe to you O land when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning happy are you O land when your king is the son of the nobility and your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness through sloth the roof sinks in and through indolence the the house leaks Bread is made for laughter, and wine gladdens life. And money answers everything. Even in your thoughts, do not curse the king, nor in your bedroom curse the rich. For a bird of the air will carry your voice, or some winged creature tell the matter. Numbers, chapter 22, verses 1 through 7. This is how it reads in Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy Numbers. Then the people of Israel set out and camped in the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan at Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was in great dread of the people because they were many. Moab was overcome with fear of the people of Israel. And Moab said to the elders of Midian, this horde will now lick up all that is around us as the ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, the son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor at Pithor, which is near the river in the land of the people of Ammah, to call him, saying, Behold, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the earth, and they are dwelling opposite me. Come now, curse this people for me, since they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land, for I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the fees for divination in their hand, and they came to Balaam. Gave him Balak's message. You may be seated. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 3 through 6. Deuteronomy 23, verses 3 through 6. And this is how it reads No Ammonite or Moabite may enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of them may enter the assembly of the Lord forever. Because they did not meet you with bread and with water on the way when you came out of Egypt. Because they hired against you Balaam, the son of Beor from Pethor of Mesopotamia, to curse you. But the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam. Instead, the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you. Because the Lord your God loved you. You shall not seek their peace or their prosperity all your days. Scriptures again, Ecclesiastes ten, sixteen through twenty, and Numbers twenty-two, one through seven. Deuteronomy twenty-three, three through six. There's another passage I have for background that I'll just hold those. As a title, you may have seen Hoping for Success while partnering with Foolishness. Hoping for success while partnering with foolishness. The Moabites are the descendants of Lot's incestuous relationship with his daughters, first the oldest. They came about when Lot had left the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, the land Place of Zoar and went to the mountains. The daughter said, We are never going to find a man. Let's have a child with our father so that our line can be preserved. Preserved. We can continue on. And so the elders got the father drunk that night. Find that story in Genesis. And had a child named him Moab. The second daughter. This next night, got the father drunk, said, we are going to have to stay in this cave. And she agreed, and she too had a child named him ben which he became the father of the nation of the Ammonites, the people of Ammon. As I've told you in the past, the Bible does not hide the problems that occur. Israel often partnered with with those that were opposed to God. God had given the Israelites a plan for success. Gave a plan to Abraham. Gave them a plan when they were in Egypt as they were coming out. Stay with me. But they often chose that which brought failure. When the Lord removed other nations on behalf of his people, there, there was often an immaturity on his people's part in that they wanted to partner with foolishness rather than be successful with God. Today, we have people that would rather partner with that which is foolish rather than partner with God. And when you partner with foolishness, the results that you get will be disastrous. It's a problem when the church wants to partner with the foolish. And try to claim they're wise. No, it's foolish. When the Lord has already told you what you need to do to be successful, and yet we want to partner with that which is not right. I'm going to deal primarily with one point as in this message, and that is choices to make. Choices to make to make. Ecclesiastes 10.16 Numbers 22. When you partner with the immature you get decisions and you get um, answers that you often don't, uh, you didn't realize would take place. But what do you expect when you go against that which is right? When you do that which is Opposite. When the Bible speaks in the the Bible, when it speaks in Ecclesiastes of a child, it is not necessarily talking in regards to the age of the child, but it speaks in regards to that which is mature or immature. We we have a lot of people in the church today that that are very uh, childish, even though they may be 150 years old. Age does not have anything to do with it. So if you find yourself in the 150 age bracket, does it mean you're mature? You've got choices to make. Woe to you, O land. O land, Ecclesiastes says. And woe to you. And land is often a reference to people in the Bible. When your child or your king is a child. Go with that which partner with the immature, lasting success will be most difficult to come by. It's a mess when the immature partner with the immature. The things they come up with, my goodness, the reason and the rationale, you think, where did they get that? How could you come up with that? How could that be invented? It just doesn't make sense. And you believe that? Balak was the king of Moab. We've already just said that Moab comes from the line of Lot. They decided it would be better to fight against God's people rather than helping them. And so they hired not only the Midianites, but they hired a person by the name of Balaam. I'm not going to go through that whole story, but just the portion that I primarily dealt with. They hired him. A False prophet. He had to be well known for his craft because he was called from a long distance to come and curse God's people. It should have been Moab who should have been helping them as they came out of Egypt with bread and helping them along the way because there was family ties there. They should have been right there helping them, but they saw the people and he got scared. You know, we have to be careful when we get scared. Because oftentimes we may turn to that which will cause further problems. Rather than turning to the Lord, many people turn to that which causes more problems. So rather than Balak turning to God and says, what can I do? He turns to the Midianites and says, come on elders, let's counsel together. And they took counsel and they they decided to offer money to a diviner and they called Balaam. They sent the leaders there, an impressive group, say, come and put a curse on these people. Be careful cursing God's people. It's something when God's people curse God's people. I don't think you heard me. When God's people curse God's people, that's a problem. Balak wanted The people to be destroyed. You see, the curse was for the purpose of destroying God's people. And the Lord had already told Abraham, way back in Genesis, I'm going to bless your people. I'm going to bless your seed. And all that you see, God's work is delivering his people. Don't you know that God's plan is to deliver you? Why then would you want to partner with that which is to destroy you? We run after, we go after the very thing that God says, stay away from, or not right now. But yet we we go after these things, not realizing that danger is lurking. And so here we stand, opposed to God, because when God says no, you are opposed to him when you go against his will, whether you know it or not. And so here stands Balak. Midianites and the elders, and and he sent the elders, and they come to say, the king wants you to put a curse on God's people, the Israelites. There are so many in the land, and we will pay you handsomely. I don't care how much people are offered, don't accept the bribe. Don't accept the bribe. You see, because a bribe will cause you to go further down the road. It will call you to take other steps and detours that you had not planned on. You accept the bribe? Believe me, there's more behind that. Th- that's not it. You will be compelled to do things that you had not anticipated. Watch out for the blackmailer. Because once the blackmailer has your number, they'll keep coming back. Put a stop to it. So when these elders went to Balaam, you can read the story in regards to what he did. And it sounded like he was doing what the Lord really wanted. You know, we sometimes will act like we really are going to do God's will. Oh, I'm going to serve God now. He's done a work in my life. And lo and behold, circumstances happen. And we forget what we tell God. Why? Because circumstances and things happen. And there we are trying to fight them by ourselves. Satan has crafted things just for you. Oh, yeah, you think you're going to get out of this? Well, he'll send another one of his imps to strengthen what he's already decided for you. And rather than resisting him we'll partner up with that which is foolish rather than the God who says, I'm going to deliver you and bring you through. (laughs) So you find yourself opposing God when you partner with the wrong side. When church members partner with church members to weaken the church by trying to cast a spell against the church, you will find yourself fighting against God. Stop casting spells against one another. (laughs) I'm just going to let that sink right in deep. King Balak wanted Balaam to cast a spell. See, that's immaturity. You, You see, when your king is a child, you run into a problem. Because with that. He's doing those things. His thinking is not on a level where it should be. Old land, how difficult and a problem it is when your king is a child. Immature. Maturity requires that you make hard decisions. Stop looking for the easy way out. Stop, Stop looking for the easy way out. And look for the successful way out or the successful way through. When you pray, God, help me and strengthen me, you are authorizing God to take you right on through every difficulty there is. Why? Because you've asked him to strengthen you, not to get out of it, but to go through it. And when you authorize and say, God, not authorize, but when you say, God, use me. You are taking your hands off of the situation. The Lord told the Israelites that I'm going to bless you. And so when the, the request went out to come and curse the people of God, it was not in the will of God to do that. Don't worry when a person comes up against you when the Lord has already said, I'm going to bless you. If you are in God's will and doing what God says... He's more for you than the world that can be against you. Don't worry about it if the world comes at you. If God is for you, he's more than what the world could ever do. So when you say, oh, no, the world is against me, yes, they're against you. The world should be. Why? Because they are opposed. I keep telling you this. They're opposed to God. I'm trying to partner with the world. can I partner with you? Keep tell the world don't love you, do something that the world don't like. They'll put you on Facebook <laughs> and put your name to it. Tell your business all, out throughout the world. I, I, I see some, I, I'm going to digress for a moment. I, I, I see some arguments on Facebooks. Sometimes or I say, have you heard? I rarely go on and say, no, they'll, they'll, they'll copy a paste of it. And they'll copy some of it and send it to me. Oh, my goodness. And who's saying this? Everybody's saying it. I'm thinking, well, that person was so private, I thought. <laughs> now, everybody knows. I'm thinking, there's some things that you don't want out there. Why are you saying that? That's private. No, no, no. Don't go down that road. You're partnering with the wrong one. Don't partner with Facebook to share all your stuff. Amen. Just choose to leave something. I just leave it right there. Thank you. Back and forth, back and forth. He said, she said, I'll meet you there. And, uh, oh, and all the fights that happen on Facebook. Now let me return. We've got to understand and know that we've got to partner. We must partner with the Lord and with the causes that are successful. When you partner with the enemy, you partner with someone that's fighting against God, you are not going to win. You cannot win. Makes no difference who how many may be against you. As long as God has told you yes. And be careful you understand when God says yes. Cause sometimes God says yes and I'm thinking he said no. Sometimes we say, because why? We want something so bad that we sometimes miss. There's sometimes there's a waiting prayer with God. He says, Lord, I don't seem to be hearing anything. And so there's sometimes when you just need to wait. There is no answer that's been given. You just need to stand still and wait. Cause there's no answer. Sometimes, when you're not even expecting, God will give an answer to a situation. Partner with God. So you understand that choosing immaturity will cause you to pick the wrong side. You don't want to do it. Moab, Balak, the king of Moab, chose the wrong side. And he chose a prophet that could be hired. Be careful when you can pay a person enough money to say what you want them to say. When you can buy someone off, be careful. Because somebody else can buy them off against you. Offer them enough? I, what you want me to say? <laughs> what, that's all? A little bit more? I'll say a little bit more if you give me a little bit more. Be careful. You will also discover, I'm going to say this, well, I'm not going to go there, that when the, the leaders of, of Moab and Midian went back, to Balaam the first time says he won't come. He sent more prestigious ones that says, tell him we'll pay him even more. You see, the enemy does not give up when he comes against you as a believer. He doesn't give up. He'll just go and he'll regroup and come with something better and offer it. Be careful when the Lord says no and the answer comes back in a prettier package. Or the... The, the thing that you want comes back in a prettier package. But God says no, and it comes back and says, ooh, that's even better. Lord, are you sure you said no? See, I, I'm of the contention that, that uh, Balaam, even though he was a false prophet, of the Lord did speak to him on that occasion. The answer was no, he shouldn't have gone back. When God says no, it's no. He may say yes later, but that time he says no. So sometimes we'll keep pressing and pressing and pressing, and we need to understand that God always has your best interest at heart and in mind. In Ecclesiastes 10.17, Solomon says something now different. He says, happy is the land when the king is one of nobility. Thank God that the Lord gave the Israelites some good kings in the land of Judah. There were some kings that were just, in Israel, no good kings. When that land was divided, and, or the nation was divided, you will find that when the kings were put into place, there are only a few good kings that came through that line, the line of Judah. My goodness. But the Bible says, blessed when the land has a noble king. Not even dealing with the genealogy, but is speaking of character. Do you not know your character is very important? You can't buy character. Your character is who you are, what people see, what you so, you've got to understand and know that the land that has a good king, the land that has one of a good character, one of nobility, that land is blessed. I don't know why they want to follow the law, follow the Lord all the time. All they talk about is doing right. Can't they ever do wrong sometimes? You ought to be glad when you have a king, you have a person that says, Oh, a leader, I want to do that which is right. Oh, they always are holier than thou and, and my goodness, they never done anything wrong. Oh, here comes such and such. I tell you I go around the front sometimes, people are hiding stuff from me. Putting to the side, pouring it out. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? I see it right behind you. I see it, I see it. I'm going to do something with one of them. I'm going to walk right up to them. I'm going to grab behind and see if they're trying to hide it. Was this what you had here? Come on, it here. right here. Take it back. Yeah. I, I saw it. <laughs> We've got to be careful in our lives that when we have a noble king, when you've got a preacher, you've got a person that's of noble character, you ought to rejoice. Why? Because that person will often look out for your good. Thank God for Moses. Thank God that Moses couldn't be bribed. Thank God that the Lord put some people in place as he, even with their flaws, and God began to work, that that he put them in place and they had a love and they cared for the people. God, that he didn't say, man, I don't care what you do. I'll, I'll give you the key to the side gate so you can come in and then you can destroy everybody. No, no, you got to be very careful. You got a good leader, build that person up. Yeah. Partnering with God rather than with foolishness. Ecclesiastes 10, 18. You need to be sure that you handle your business. Through sloth, the roof sinks in. The way to maintain something is not to wait until it breaks before fixing it and taking care of it. Now, that's not to say some things break, yes. But you don't go put oil in the car after it has no oil. I just thought I could run it dry and then go put oil. No, you don't do that. You put oil in it before. I'm going to see how far I can get on this quarter tank. I'm going to see if I can make it all the way to San Diego. You can't. We must be careful to take care of things. When the Bible says, and Solomon is pointing this out, there are things that we need to guard. Things that we need to prepare and take care of. Do you not know that in your spiritual life there are things that you need to guard and you need to take care of ahead of time? There's some things that you need to need to do. You need to make sure you're praying. You need to make sure that you're reading the scriptures. It just came to me. We, we went. My wife and I went out to San Francisco yesterday with Pastor Devin and his wife. We had been planning for a while. And so we went to this place in the city, and as, and as we left, we normally pray in the car before leaving. And on this particular day, I got distracted and didn't pray. And all the way from the time we left the house to Pin Grove, there were various things happening. Almost hit a car, another car back, and I'm thinking, we got to be careful. And it dawned on me we didn't pray. And right there, I said, the "Honey, <coughs> pray." Mel, pray. I think the rest of the trip was smooth. I don't remember another thing happening. But it dawned on me that we didn't pray. And that's something un- that's unusual for us to not pray in the morning or to not pray when we're going somewhere. We're just in the car. We'll say a prayer as we're going. And it just caught my attention. My goodness, all this stuff is happening. And we prayed. You see, that's what happens, or should happen, when when we are running against obstacles. Oh, did did I take care of this? Did did I I, I make sure that I prayed or spent my time with the Lord? There are times when you've got to make sure that you set guards in place, that the rafters, the roof is not leaking. It is so very important that we... Do these preparatory things and that we not wait, oh my God, this is happening to me. Oh, I got, I got to go get it right with the Lord. No, no, no. Just say, God, I've got a problem. I've already been lifting up prayers to you and, and, I, and I have a problem. here. I don't see how I'm going to get out of this. It doesn't mean that we won't be emotional, but oh, it should be that we're not apologizing to God. We're just saying, Lord, I need your help now. So we need to make sure that we're taking care of business. There was no reason for the king of Moab to have gone another place. Should have said, I'm going to make sure these people are taken care of. I don't. I, I see what they've done to Egypt. I see what in Egypt. I see what they've done to the kings around them. I see that these people are blessed by God. I've heard about the cloud with them. I heard how the Lord take has taken care of them in the desert. I know about these people. I'm going to make sure I'm doing. What, I'm going to make sure that I follow what God has called me to do for these people. You should. You know what you should do. You should take advantage of looking at what God has. Done in the lives of some people, and make sure you partner with them. You should have people partnering with you. You should make sure that you are taking care of the things that your life is in such a way that you don't have to live in embarrassment when somebody comes around that you can say, "Oh, thank the Lord, come on in." Huh. I'm gonna soon be out of here. Our relationship with God needs to be attended to. There will be leaking you don't spend time with the Lord. 19, bread can be translated. When it talks about bread and food, bread can be translated as food. As Solomon is going through this passage here, he says, bread is made for laughter and wine glattens life. And money answers everything. Uh, uh, Solomon is mentioning that food makes for joyful occasions. And the idea is that uh, money or, or wine helps to make for joyful occasions and food. And then when he says, and money pays for everything. In other words, it's the answer for everything. In other words, money can pay for both things or make things good or okay. And so when it looks like money like, oh, money's the answer for everything, it's referring to the things that he's mentioning here. It can help take care of these particular matters. Solomon is one to where, as we come to the close of this book fairly soon, has been very, has been very. Um, strategic as he has gone through these various matters in looking at God's goodness. And as we have tied various stories and looked at throughout the Bible what God has done and tried to make application, we have come to discover that when one does what God says, they are in a better place. When they partner with God rather than with foolishness, they are in a better place. He talks about enjoying life. We talked about enjoying life. Food and wine. He's talking about getting drunk. He's talking about enjoying the things. You see, wine was drink was, drink, was drank was It was something that was it was fermented. It was part of the it was part of the thing that they drank. I used to grow up thinking that oh anybody that drank wine and beer they were they're sinners. That was my that was that was I believed. I grew up. I I, I've, I, I don't I don't believe that now. I believe that person. Yes, they can drink wine on occasion. Sometimes they may do with dinner. But the problem is that some people, as the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, they were drinking early in the morning. He says, Oh, when they have a leader that gets drunk in the morning and drink all day long, that's what he's talking about. That's not good. When the princes get, get up early in the morning rather than drinking and eating for strength, he said, that's a problem. So I've grown. <laughs> To where, yes, there are some that can. But there are some people who can't because in the family line, it causes problems. And some people don't know when to stop. Thank you for the quietness. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. My dad used to drink. Yes, he drank. Drank till he got drunk. He drank when he got off the plane. I told you, he even told you, when it was hitting those, that going through that storm. And promise, God, I'm going I'm to listen to you. God, I'm going I'm to partner with you, God, for success. He got off that plane and went and partnered with the bottle. Went straight to the liquor store when that plane landed. Told God, as soon as you get me down from here, I'm going to serve you. He didn't. He went straight to the liquor store. Told you there's something to calm his nerves. But he came to the Lord later. He used to smoke. Had a problem even later in life with emphysema. Yeah, he smoked, he smoked, he smoked. Till one day my mom said, I thought you said you were going to quit. And then left those cigarettes right there on the dresser until they dried up. Amen. You can quit. The reason I don't drink and smoke is because I don't like it. Just me. So I choose not to. Some people may drink with their dinner. Some people may smoke. But the thing that you've got to remember is that down the road there may be problems. Got to consider. Got to factor these things in. You're still saved if you honor the Lord. It's just that God, your body, has these problems. Oh, my God. The devil is messing with me. No. No. Don't blame it on the devil. These are things that happen. And I'm going to say this. The, the, the tobacco industry, they know nicotine is addictive. People that want to stop have a difficult time stopping. It's just part of the thing. And so it's sometimes better not to even start some things, because you just don't know where it leads. Tell this story. My brother. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I didn't know about smoking. He's sitting there in the Front lawn, blue chairs, we had some blue metal chairs, I think they were. Had this white German shepherd followed him home one day. I can't remember that, that dog. He followed him home and stayed with us for a while. What was his name? Monroe. Followed him and stayed. Here I am, I come out the house about five or six one day and a cigarette butt on the ground I don't know where it came from. I pick it up, yeah, bring it back on it. <laughs> He is laughing, laughing, laughing. That's my brother. He did that. Y'all look at him. Get a good look. Yet he did it. Never touched another cigarette since. That probably what kept me from smoking. That experience. See, I rem- I remember. He remembered too. But we have our experiences. We have things that happen. And so we have to remember that there are things that happen. We need to remember we've got to partner with And then the final thing that I wanted to make note of that Solomon says here, be careful in talking against the king, because a bird of the air may take what you say. What is speaking about a spy, a person that may be listening in, a person that's going to take your words to the king? You see, the king's word was supreme in the land. The king ordered your execution. You were out. You were dead. There was no appeal. And so we've got to be careful what we say. And so Solomon gives some words of wisdom that even with your thoughts, and when it's talking about keeping your thoughts, it's the idea for some commentators believe that he's referring to even your closest friend. Be careful not to even tell your closest friend when you're talking against those in as a king. Be careful. Because the bird of the air. Be careful what you partner with. Again, there is a way to voice concerns and disagreement, and there is a, in, there's an improper way. And so there's a way to carry out things and a way not to do things. Be careful who you partner with. Partner with those who are for success. Partner with God, and not for that which is foolish, because that will lead you down a road that you have not anticipated. May the Lord bless you. Stand to your feet. Partner with souls who are successful. I want you to evaluate right now as we close. Have you partnered with anyone that's taken you down a road that's away from God? I'm not talking about your spouse. <laughs> I'm talking about someone that's encouraging you to go against that which is holy and righteous. Will you bow your head? Close your eyes, please, briefly. Are you partnering with the Lord for success? Are you partnering with others for foolishness? The king of Moab, Balak, partnered with the foolish, the childish, the immature, to do something that God had not instructed. It's a good thing when we can learn and change course. (laughs) And so I encourage you today to consider, are you on a path right now of partnering with that which is foolish? If so, maybe this is a warning for you to stop, to partner with the one who will lead you to be successful. So today, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to be here and pray that you will lead us and guide us. To make right decisions. To follow after righteousness. To live a life. That brings glory to the Lord. Where our partnership is such to where. We allow nothing to come between us. Thank you for those that have. Heard this word. Those that said I. I need to make further inventory and make an application to partner with the Savior. Those, a king, or friends that are going and doing things, that's for success. May I stop following the foolish. Let the person go by themselves. May my decision be to partner with that which is successful. Give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.